Welcome to the Restless Midlifer podcast, helping you get life back on your terms and recapture that spirit of adventure. Hi and welcome to episode 63 of the Restless Midlifer podcast. And as in the last two weeks, this is another one where I reshare an early episode from the Sprout Sweater. I believe it's episode seven. You may not have um, listened to some of the earlier episodes. The Sprout Sweater was the former name for the, rest, the Restless Midlifer podcast. Um, and what I want to do, as well as taking some time so I can focus on developing the Restless Midlifer Academy, which I'll get on to shortly, um, I want to reshare some of what I think are the foundational concepts and ideas that help support our work as individuals shifting our focus and attention in midlife to re-adventuring as I tend to call it to improving our health achieving health goals losing some weight feeling more comfortable in our skin all of those things we need to it's the reality is we've got a busy life a challenging life and we have commitments and responsibilities that we need to still fulfill. But it's about becoming a little bit more conscious and focusing on the direction of travel because we may be heading in one direction of travel. We need to focus on trying to shift that to a, a direction of travel that's more within our our choice uh, and the di our desired direction. So this episode um, is, as I say, it's episode seven. And it's how do we just deal with the distracted mind? And I get into the underlying principle of it and some some thoughts and tips. But I think the biggest challenge for us as midlifers is that we do have that full-on life. We have a lot on our mind, a lot of worries, commitments, responsibilities, and a lot that really requires our attention. Um, and within that, that then means we we find it difficult to make space to think about, to plan, and work towards those particular goals or ambitions or aspirations that we have as that restless midlifer. So I want to I touch on the underlying concept of why that's the case, but also how we can start to tweak and shift and clear a bit of headspace. I've talked about that in more recent episodes as well, so check out some of those as well. Um, this is the foundational part of that. So hopefully you enjoy the, the episode. Let me know your thoughts or questions or any feedback by emailing me at dave at restlessmidlifer.com. And um, uh, just to reiterate that I have launched the Midlife Reshape Academy, and it's at, over at midlifereshape.com. And after working with lots of clients over the last few years, focusing on rekindling that sense of adventure in midlife, I found that what is often a big priority for, for them all, and myself included, is regaining health, our energy levels, losing a bit of weight, perhaps, and just feeling better in our midlife skin. And that's a priority, and there's been some great results achieved, and I've learned a lot in the process. But what I've tried to do and aim to do in the Midlife Reshape Academy is pull together my learning, the, the experiences through the coaching, and the research on building habits, on uh, health, on achieving that sustainable, healthier weight loss and, 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 and health uh, going into midlife and beyond, into um, the academy, the programs, and some coaching support. So it'll it, it's there to help you achieve your midlife goals, your health goals in particular. So hop over to midlifereshape.com to learn more and check out some of the client case studies. And I'll catch you when I come back live with some new content on the 27th of July. But watch out for the next few episodes of the revisiting some prior um, Sprout Sweater episodes. Take care for now. Before I get into the is it on your mind, I need to give you the foundation for this. And I'm going to go back to a childhood program called Crackerjack. One of the things about Crackerjack was there was a game on there called Cabbages and Kings. And uh, I think it might have been called Double or Drop at one time. But used to get kids on stage to win prizes. They'd ask, be asked questions, and if they got a question right, they get a prize, a toy, a fire engine, or something like that. And if they got a question wrong, they get a cabbage. Three cabbages and you were out. Now, that little game inspired for me 
as I was doing my research into stress and overwhelm and overload and poor coping, this image of that child hang, holding onto a bunch of toys and then being crowded out by cabbages and losing sight of the toys and being ground down. And I've since, over the last 10, it must be longer than that years, I've used that time and again in lots of different sessions to illustrate very physically and viscerally almost the impact of the cabbages, the demands of life and work. Often the negative demands, but sometimes the positives. So it's that metaphor that then developed into, well, how do we then deal with the cabbages? Well, we slice them down. We chunk the slices into sprout-sized chunks because our brain can only really handle the sprout-sized things under stress. And this is where, if you think about the foundation for the, the topic of this episode, so if you keep that metaphor in mind, the cabbages can mount up and get on top of us. And if you imagine it, your brain is juggling these cabbages, all of the demands and expectations of life and work. And when it's on your mind, your brain is is doing its best to simply juggle. And it's a rubbish cabbage storage device. And there's a phrase that uh, I've kind of cobbled together. It's a twist on a quote from David Allen, the author of Getting Things Done, The Art of Stress-Free Productivity. His quote is, if you don't pay appropriate attention to what has your attention, it'll take more of your attention than it deserves. Now, I've kind of twisted that into my own little version of that quote is, what is on your mind has your mind. And if you think about all those cabbages, all the demands, the projects, the sprout-sized little actions that we have to do all day, every day, just to sort of keep the life admin going and the work admin going and to achieve things, it's no wonder that we can feel overwhelmed. And that whilst we're in that process of just juggling the cabbages, they're on your mind very much so. And then they have your mind. They can distract you. You can get wrapped up and caught up in them. You can be uh, unfocused, not be capable of making decisions. It only takes one sprout, doesn't it, to tip you over the edge when you're carrying so much around in your head. So over the years, I've found this to be true without exception, generally almost without exception. In fact, I haven't found an exception, but I'm not ruling the possibility out that what is on your mind has your mind. And this is critical because the so what in this is, well, how, where do we start? Many of my clients, when we're trying to sort of just tease things out and make a start on getting, get our head back, our shit together and life back on our terms. The first step is get our head back because our head is not where it needs to be. It's juggling the cabbages. And in order to get our heads back, we need to start getting those cabbages off our mind. And this is a key part. So it sounds easier than it is actually, you know, than it can be in practice, but there are some practical things. So here's a question. Have you ever found yourself so wound up or lost amidst a seemingly never-ending list of demands? <laughs> it can affect us in so many different ways, but there seems to be a very unusual feeling of panic that can arise. Uh, one that's distressing, but it's also compelling in, in a strange sort of way. I don't know about you, but I sometimes experience that panic in kind of a, it it's, it's almost feels like excitement in a very extreme way, but it's also it robs us of our sense of control. We can feel crushed. We can drive us to that panic. And what we can often do is just keep going, keep doing what we're doing and keep moving forward because that's our only way really of maintaining or keeping our sense of control. And there's a phrase in the world of anxiety management, which is action alleviates anxiety. Now that's a very powerful phrase and I do like it. And when we're kind of forced in that position of it being immobile, frozen in panic, then action is often the best first thing we can do. But when we are in the other converse of that, we're just doing, 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 then action can in one sense give us a sense of control. 
alleviate the anxiety, but it doesn't necessarily, it isn't necessarily the most productive thing in that moment. It can give us a sense of control when actually we need to stop and step back. So the question here is, what action? So action alleviates anxiety. What are we doing? But what action? What action is best to take? A good place to start. In fact, the best place to start is to get things off your mind. When we feel overwhelmed or crushed by the demands of life and work, we can feel like we have very little control over them. And if you go back to that analogy of the cabbages, if those cabbages are on your mind, all of those things are on your mind, then your mind, it has your mind. It has the best faculties of your mind being employed to simply juggle the cabbages. So we need to free our mind up to bring back those the most powerful faculties of our brain and use them more appropriately. So I want you to reflect on how much is actually on your mind. Chances are there's lots of things. And chances are there may be one thing that really, really is chewing away at you. Or as I call it, it's a particularly smelly cabbage. It's one that's really going rotten. It's but it's it's really starting to taint the whole pile of cabbages, if you like. Because if you put one rotten cabbage in with a bunch of other cabbages, it's going to turn them all rotten. It might be that one thing that you're actively avoiding or confronting. I can't face that. I don't have time or energy to face that. Okay, so here's what I suggest you do. Whether there's one thing that's on your mind and it's that particularly smelly cabbage, that thing you've avoided for a lot of time, or just don't feel as you have the emotional energy to deal with, or you don't feel as if there's enough time to put aside to deal with it, or there's lots of cabbages, or both, what I want you to do is just take some time out. Doesn't need to be a lot. It can be less than you think you need because all we're talking about is getting started and it's about getting stuff off your mind. Get it into something concrete, a task list, a journal, type it or write it, whatever. The key is to get it out of your mind. So there's one caveat here. Wherever you put this into a to-do list, a journal or something paper or electronic, you ne- it needs to be reliable. You're, you need to be able to trust that you won't lose it and it's something you will come back to. So think about where you have those random post-it notes, those lists all over the place and collect them all into one place. It could be a physical thing like an entry with pieces of paper, as, as David Allen in Getting Things Done would say, or it could be just a simple word document, for example. But get it into one place and label it, file it so you don't lose it because your brain needs to trust that device. It needs to go know that the cabbages that you're taking out of its mind because it feels that they're life-threatening, that you won't lose them. So put it into a device that is trustworthy. And there are many things, and I'm not going to get nerdy on you now because I love my apps and devices and I've 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 nerded out on this over the years. I've spent probably far more time at some times on trying to save myself time than the time I've actually saved. So I've gone down those rabbit holes. My suggestion is keep it simple. So here's my tips for the, for this week. One, identify a reliable storage device. Perhaps you could buy yourself a nice new dirt journal. And uh, don't get me started on that because I am a notebook nerd. I love fancy notebooks. Yes, my handwriting is appalling, but I do love the notebooks themselves. It could be electronic, but maybe low-tech option is a good way to go for this initial dumping of the stuff out of your head. Two, here's how I suggest you you go about doing it. Again, as rough and ready as approach as you can get away with. Use the front of your journal, your book, for generally dumping any thoughts or ideas down and perhaps even starting to make sense of them as you write. And use the back for listing any actions and things that you need to do. Uh, and put them in one place. The reason that I suggest you separate them out is because you may find that as you write a lot in the f- the, the front of the book, to-dos will pop up. And what you don't want to do is to stress out about where was it, which page was that writing on if you have a lot of 
paper a lot of pages complete so take any actions and put them at the back of the page at the book so that they're easy to reach your brain will thank you for that three keep this to hand or have some other way to capture those things that crop up as you live your day-to-day life this is the thing this is not just a one-off process no doubt you've had that experience where you've you've been walking along or you've been sitting nice and calm in your living room and suddenly something's popped in your head and you've thought shit i need to do that Chances are you've maybe sat and plagued yourself until you've either A, got up and done it, or B, you've forgotten it again. And I don't know about you, the forgetting it again is often worse than the remembering in the first place, because then you spend a lot of stress and time thinking about, what was that thing? Oh no, oh no, I knew I'd... And and you spend all those moments or hours thinking and beating yourself up for having such a useless memory and being so useless for not doing it in the first place. So you need something to keep with you to capture those things as they arise. Because remember that phrase, what is on your mind has your mind and we need to get it off our minds as soon as possible and we have a number of options with that and I'll come on to that shortly but have a device it could be an app I love brain toss it's a great little app about three quid android or ios where if you think of something you can you can go into the app type it audio recorder or take a picture of something and it wings it straight into your email inbox and then it's off your mind. Brilliant. That kind of capture device can be really useful as you go along. Then four get into the habit of checking back on those actions in the back of your journal or wherever you choose to capture them and make enough time to allow yourself to triage those actions. And what I mean by that is, in other words, at that point is decide, do I ditch this? I had an idea, but nah, it's no good. Is it delegate? Can I delegate it to somebody else? Do I defer it till later? I.e., it's a big task. It's going to take me more than two minutes. I'll do it later. Decide when to do it. Or direct it elsewhere. It might be that it's a, a f- something just for future reference. Get it out of the to-do list and put it into a reference folder. Or do I do it? The general rule of thumb, David Allen in Getting Things Done says two minutes or less. I tend to think 60 seconds or less. Do it now. If not, do it later. And uh, and th- that helps you then triage the tasks. So talk about identifying reliable storage device like a journal. Start dumping things in the front actions in the back, have the capture device handy with you at all times, and then get in the habit of checking back on it so your brain can learn to trust it. So it might sound like a lot, and it also might sound like it's rough and ready, but the aim is not perfect at the moment. You can tweak, you can enhance, you can evolve the systems later. The key is to start the process of offloading what is on your mind into something else and developing a habit. Thank you for listening. You will find all show notes, links, and resources mentioned at restlessmidlifer.com. And why not spread the word? If you know a fellow Restless Midlifer, share the show and the links. And if you haven't already, subscribe to it in your podcast feed of choice. And one more thing, if you enjoy the show, it would be great if you could rate it by visiting restlessmidlifer.com forward slash review. It would mean a lot. And I may even give you a shout out in return. And a quick final thanks to my production assistant, Karen North of North VA, and for the music, which is called Silver Star, by the awesome Logan Nicholson of Music for Makers. Check out musicformakers.com. Take care for now, and don't forget, you really can live a less stressful, much healthier, and more meaningful midlife. Gory Adventure.